Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Who was Yahshua talking to? We use a King James Version Bible. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Yahshua. As we go through this study, as you know, in Who Was Yahshua Talking To? call series, we are talking to the multitudes. And Yahshua is speaking in parable form. Today we're going to take a look at prayer. Something that is important to understand. And Jesus told the multitudes and his disciples who were there about prayer and how to pray. And he told us other things having to do with prayer. It is interesting that who was Yahshua talking to is going to teach us what Jesus wants us to do concerning prayer. And as you know, when he was talking to the multitudes, it's a parable. Do you have eyes to see? We're going to be picking it up in Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. Let's find out about prayer. And when thou prayest, and that, of course, is Yahshua speaking about praying. What he says next is, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. So what is it that he's saying? The hypocrites, you understand? That means a play actor. Someone putting on a show, in other words. So he's saying, when you pray, don't put on a show. Don't do it to put on a show. And now he's going to go into some details about what God considers putting on a show which go into churches today, this is basically what they're doing. So this is why he doesn't want you to put on a show. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets. So it's not only in the synagogues. They'll, they'll pray, you know, in the corners of the streets, which means... So everybody can hear them. You see, it's putting on a show. So let's make sure we understand the two places here. 
The first place is a synagogue, which if you're going to compare that to today in Christianity, you can compare it to a church because it's somewhat like a synagogue. It's a gathering place for worshiping God, learning about the word of God. That's a synagogue. And then it says to put on a show in the corners of the street, which what that's talking about is anytime there's people around. So it doesn't necessarily mean outside a building. It could be outside a building, like, you know, somebody uh, gathers together people. Uh, one that's happening uh, soon is uh, people will be gathered together for Easter service messages. Another place that people gather together, and that's the corners of the street, isn't necessarily a religious get-together, by the way, would be out to eat. You get a bunch of people gathered together and everybody's eating, but they're not eating together. It's not a group eating. It's like a restaurant. That's where people are, you see. And it could be anything having to do with a bunch of people around. So you get it, you understand. And he's saying, so this is the reason, you know, that they're praying in these churches and in these places where they are, that they may be seen of men. Absolutely. I've heard that from anybody I've ever heard that has got together a bunch of people and they started praying or even started praying themselves. It's so others can hear what they're saying and see them, see what they're doing. You understand? Putting on a show. Jesus didn't put on a show like that. And so, what does it say? Jesus goes on and he says, Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. And so what Jesus is saying about this type of prayer is that, number one, God isn't listening to it. Number two, Jesus didn't do it. Number three, you want men to think, good of you, which is why you're doing it, to be seen of men. So you got your reward. You know, they see you doing it. So, oh, well, what a nice, good person. You say your prayers, you know, so everybody can hear. I love the one where you go to a restaurant and you've got all kinds of people at the restaurant. Everybody's eating their meals or waiting for their meals or whatever. And then you've got a bunch of holy rollers that come in there and pray before they eat. Well, that's nice, except the Bible doesn't tell you to do that. 
You see, when Jesus prayed over the food, he was praying over the food when he had people gathered together for doing the works of God, which means like, you know, the Sermon on the Mount or a place where the people were listening to his uh, teachings for three days. He prayed over the food to bless it. The other place that he prayed over the food was at the Last Supper. So you understand that there's a difference between what Jesus did and saying a prayer in a restaurant. People who say prayers in the restaurant are putting on a show. And the majority of them are putting on a show to belittle the other people in the restaurant, trying to show the other people how holy they are. Look, we are not ashamed. We pray over our food. We don't care what anybody says. That's putting on a show. Isn't what God said, and it isn't what Jesus did. So, here we go. Jesus is saying, well, if you're putting on a show, then that's, you know, that's what you're going to get. <laughs> People heard you say it. That's your answer. God isn't listening. Verse 6. Jesus tells you something very interesting here. And this is for those that are putting on a show. You understand? This is so that you know what you're supposed to do, what Jesus did, not what the church system tells you to do. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to the Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. You understand? So Jesus is saying, if you want to pray to God, pray to God, pray to the Father, but don't let other people see you doing it. And God will answer your prayer. See the difference? And then verse 7, Jesus goes into more detail so that you know. So now you know you're not supposed to be like having these big prayer things. So everybody's watching everybody pray and all this nonsense. Like, you know. I see a, a lot of Baptist churches, they, they have these prayer nights or whatever they're called where everybody gets together and they, and they just sit there and everybody's praying, 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 praying. That's nonsense. It isn't what Jesus showed you to do and it isn't what we're supposed to do. Are you following Jesus? If you're doing that nonsense, you're not. So Jesus goes on and he explains a little bit more about praying. So, you know, don't pray to put on a show. Don't pray around people that aren't connected to the kingdom. Um, pray by yourself. God will hear you. Seven. But when ye pray, use not vain 
repetitions. So Jesus is saying, okay, so now you get the, you know, the basics about prayer. And so this is what I want you to say while you're praying. So now he's going to talk about what to say. Okay. And what not to say and how to say it. Which is, you know, that's what Jesus is teaching. Who was Yeshua talking to? He was talking to the multitudes, if they could hear. But he was talking to his disciples and trying to show them there's a difference between what you know about prayer, meaning the disciples in the synagogues and temples and all the stuff they used to do, and the way that God wants you to do it. And so one of the things that Jesus said is, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do. So vain repetitions means that when you're talking to God in prayer, he doesn't want you to repeat your prayer over and 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 over. No, sorry. That is not the way you pray. Like some people, you know, they when they uh they pray, they they go, Jesus, 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 Jesus. That's not the way you're supposed to pray. Number one, you're not supposed to pray to Jesus. And you're definitely not supposed to say Jesus' name over and over and over and over again. Or take some kind of phrase and say that over and over and over and over again. Or take some, you know, prayer that is not connected to God and say it over and over and over again. Or even take a prayer that's connected to God and say it over and over and over and over again. Why? Because it's heathen. And that's not what you're supposed to do. You understand? So don't be repeating the words over and over again. And... Why do the heathen do it? Well, Jesus tells us here. The reason why is because, number one, God isn't going to listen to them. And number two, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. So, you know, and there's a lot of Christians like that. You know, God doesn't answer their prayer. And so they say it again, you know, um, there was a, a Facebook post and people really got upset at me that were connected to the Facebook post um, uh, to the point where they deleted my comments, of course, because, you know, <laughs> but it was a, uh, a video on this tornado and you had, it was um, somewhere in the Pacific or something. And you had this, these people that could see the tornado coming towards them. And they saw it 
working its way towards them. This is all on video. They see the tornado working towards them and they're just sitting there, you know, wherever it is in the houses or whatever. And they're a bunch of people. This is a church group. And this is a church, a Christian church group in another country. And so what happens is, is that the tornado's coming towards them and they are saying, Jesus, 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 stop the tornado, stop it, Jesus, Jesus, stop the tornado, stop the tornado, stop the tornado, blah, 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 and, you know, tongue nonsense and all of that ridiculous stuff. And, and as the tornado came closer and closer, you could hear them, you know, especially, um, yeah, all the people were like, ah, tornado, Jesus, 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 you know, that kind of ridiculousness. And what happened? Well, the tornado dissipated and went up into the clouds and the caption read, they prayed the tornado away. <laughs> Except <laughs> if you could pray a tornado away like that, and that's the way you're supposed to do it, then Jesus lied. Okay? Because <laughs> that ain't the way you're supposed to pray. So... I told them that goes against Jesus and what he told us. Number one, you're not supposed to pray to Jesus. And number two, you're not supposed to keep saying it over and over and over. Take the tornado away. Take the tornado away. Keep the tornado away. Take the tornado. You know, and all the different people saying it different ways. But the same thing over and over and over again. Each person saying the same thing, whatever way it is that they were saying it, you know, whatever. God protect us, God help us, help, help, please, please, you know, and all this, you see. That is not the right way to pray. That tornado was not gotten rid of by God in any way, shape, or form. No, God didn't answer their prayers because that's a wrong prayer. It's a bad prayer, and it would make Jesus a liar. So, why did their tornado go away? Well, obviously, they were praying to the other Jesus, who you can pray to, you know, and, and get stuff done. It's called Satan, you know. Satan, as Jesus, that's who they're praying to, you know, and his little demons and demonic evil spirits and all that. Oh, Satan has the power. Sure he does. He has the complete power to do such a thing. And so if you want to, you know, pray to the demons, then yeah. Oh, oh yeah, you can. And, and who does Jesus say is praying with these vain repetition? It's the heathen. And who does heathens praying to? They're praying to demons. Satan's people, you know. So, you understand, they couldn't handle the truth. 
Because the truth is that it wasn't Jesus or God or anybody connected with the kingdom of heaven that helped them. It was the dark side so that they would continue to make Jesus out to be a liar. Because he said, don't use vain repetition for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Why do you think those people were, and as the tornado got closer and closer, the voices got louder and louder and scream, you know, you could tell that their emotions, they were getting scared and, ah, you know, and that's because they kept saying it over and over again, louder and louder and louder. Maybe he'll hear us and he'll stop the tornado, you know, that's. What was going on there? See, that's what Jesus is talking about. He's saying, don't do that. Verse 8. Be not ye therefore like unto them. So, see? So if that was God's work, then God is calling Jesus a liar. Because Jesus is saying, don't be like them. Here's the reason why. You understand, you don't have to call out to God over and over and over and over and over again. Did Jesus call out to God over and over and over when God was doing miracles? When Jesus was doing these things, you know, kicking out demons, healing people, stopping the winds, doing the stuff that he was doing? Did he have to repeat himself? Over and over and over and over again? Of course not. Here's the rest of the verse. For your father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. So guess what? <laughs> In all reality, God knows what you need even before you ask him. I learned this long ago, and that's why I don't ask God for very much at all. I just know that he knows what I need, knows what I need to do his work, knows what I need to live, and he's going to provide for it. You see, that's the point. It's called God knows what you need. So, why do you think you got to, you know, repeat your prayer over and over and over and over and over again for the same stuff? You know, God didn't hear you. Of course he didn't hear you because you're not doing it the way you're supposed to do it. Because you're not trusting God. And what's the other thing? Tempting God. You know, those tornado people were they supposed to be standing in the way of a tornado once they saw it they had plenty of time to run they weren't supposed to tempt or test god they saw it coming run go and hide protect yourself god knows that you need help and so you wouldn't even have to ask him he would take care of things for you, not stand there and, you know, defy the storm, you see. That isn't what Jesus did in the boat. 
what he did was asked the storm to calm down because all the people were afraid, you see. So if you did it, and all the people didn't ask, by the way, <laughs> they were just afraid. <laughs> they knew who to go to. They went to him. And he knew what the problem was. The same thing that was wrong with the tornado people. Ye of little faith. That's why you have to ask over and over and over and over and over. And as he gets closer and closer and closer and closer and closer, you get more nervous, more nervous. Your voice goes up and up and up and ah, you know, which of course is ye of little faith. You're supposed to thank God. He showed you the storm's coming. Let's go. Let's go get safe. Not defy the storm just because we think we got some power. It's a show, you see. And of course, what did they do with that video? They put it on Facebook and international. And it's a show. They put on a show. So remember verse 8, God knows what you need. So that's why I don't ask God very rarely for anything. When I talk to God about asking for things, it has to do with someone asked me to pray for them, something that I'm not sure of, which way does he want me to go, and the one I do the most is when I don't understand something. Something is shown to me. Uh, somebody says something and I don't know what it means or what was actually being said, you know, in the Bible, because the Bible is twisted by a lot of people. And that's the majority of the time when when I talk to God about asking for something, it's about something that I don't understand. Another thing that I'll ask God for is uh, protection um, and to send away evil spirits, which Jesus taught us to do. The evil spirits, they'll try to get at you. They'll try to bother you. And you've got to be able to be aware of them and ask God to take care of them for you, which is the next part here where Jesus tells you this is what you're actually supposed to pray for. So here, I don't see anything about tornadoes or, you know, parking spaces or any of the other nonsense that people pray for. Let's go to verse 9. After this manna, therefore pray ye. So Jesus is saying, you want to know how to pray? This is how you pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. First of all, pray to God. Not Jesus, pray to God. And give him glory. And then verse 10 tells us, 
Are we supposed to pray for earthly things to be better or right or make a good law or or make a good president, you know, like voting up? I pray, God, you put in the right president. No, God's going to do what God wants to do. Where Once God does put someone in power, that's a different story. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. So that's what we're supposed to be praying for. So that this earth system is over. <laughs> we, we don't like it here. This is full of evil humans. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So what we pray for is like I told you that we know what God wants us to do because up in heaven, they sure do know what God wants them to do and they do it. Yes, even Satan, even his fallen angels when God puts a command and tells them they must do certain so-and-so, they do it without question. Whether you like to hear that or not, they do. They have to. And so here on earth, that's what you pray for. Thy will be done. So what do you want me to do for such and such a thing or whatever? And then the next part is, give us this day our daily bread, which of course means you can look at it from two perspectives. What we're going to look at today is both give us this day our daily bread. So from the perspective of the multitudes that Jesus was telling how to pray, he was telling them, to ask God to give them food, give them something to eat. But for believers, the daily bread is the word of God. Jesus says, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. So, that's what you're supposed to pray for. Give us our daily bread. That means teach me in your word. You understand? And forgive us our debts as we forgive other debtors. And what that's talking about is trespasses, sinning. Forgive us our sins. Yes, you're supposed to ask for forgiveness of your sins. When you sin, you see, Jesus is saying, you think Jesus is saying, well, you got to go around saying the Our Father all the time. No, that's not what Jesus is saying. He's telling you what to pray for when you need it. So in the morning, if you don't have any food, you ask God to provide some food for you. You know, if you're thinking in the flesh. And as you go through the day, if you do something wrong, meaning you commit some kind of a sin, then you say, forgive me, I shouldn't have done that. You know, 
And guess what? Through Jesus, it's gone. That's what it's talking about. But remember, remember, and Jesus is going to tell you that, that you must forgive others for what they do to you. 13, here's an interesting one. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So yes, God does test us. Yes, he does. And he does allow the evil one and his dominion to test us and bother us throughout the day. Yes, he does. And that's when you see that they are allowed to test you, that they're around you for whatever reason, then you go to God. Deliver us from evil. That's all you need to do. S send them out in the name of Jesus. That's what you're doing. You're asking him to deliver you from evil. And then, of course, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So if you're interested in knowing about prayer, why isn't my prayer being answered? How do I pray? I don't know how to pray. Jesus just told you. Who was Yahshua talking to? The multitudes and his disciples. And he was teaching them about prayer. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.